people play and it goes a little something like this. If I was a fill-in-the-blank, I'd be a fill-in-the-blank. For example, if I was a car, I would be a red Ferrari. Or if I was a candy, I would be Pop Rocks. Now, if you've played this game, you probably know how wrong people are about themselves. What they tend to pick is something that they have an affinity for, instead of something that is actually and honestly, let's call it the vibrational equivalent of themselves. For example, let's say that you were going to say, okay, if you were breakfast food, what would you be? One person might say, I would definitely be French toast, when the reality is they would be coffee, coffee, and more coffee. <laughs> when it comes to finding your own spirit equivalence, it works very much the same way that this game does. Because we live in a vibrational universe, you can find your vibrational equivalent in just about anything else. Yes, for those of you who want this to become hilarious, this means that you could have a spirit car. In the video I did on spirit animals, I explained that we don't only have spirit animals, we also have spirit minerals and spirit plants. These tend to be the special relationships that the path of earth-based shamanism is most concerned with. If something is said to be your spirit animal, it is your animal equivalent. It is the animal whose vibration most closely matches the vibration of your essence. Your unique traits, your qualities, your weaknesses, all of those good things. It works the exact same way with your spirit mineral. Your spirit mineral is the mineral whose vibration is the most identical to your unique and authentic essence. This mineral possesses traits and qualities that mirror your innate and inborn traits, qualities, needs, desires, purpose, strengths, and weaknesses. For example, my spirit mineral is Vesalite. Over the course of human existence, people have had a very special relationship with minerals, and obviously a much more special relationship with some than others. They place more value on some than others. Most cultures around the globe put much more value on diamonds and on rubies and on emeralds than they put on things like granite or pumice. <laughs> this, on top of a seriously limited awareness of all the plethora of minerals that exist out there, make it pretty hard for people to figure out their spirit mineral. Just like people have totem animals, people also have totem minerals. A totem mineral is a friend, balancer, protector, helper, partner, and or guide for a person. Most people confuse one of their totem minerals for their spirit mineral. For most people, that mineral that they have that special relationship with that they've always loved from day one is in fact their one of their totem minerals. For example, my totem mineral is blue flash moonstone. There's also another mineral that is of special significance to people. It is their shadow totem mineral. Let's just call it a shadow mineral for short, shall we? This shadow mineral is the stone which vibrates at the frequency of what is the most disowned and rejected within a person's embodiment. For example, mine is pink rhodochrosite. Human science has a very limited understanding of consciousness and much more than that, or shall I say because of that, a much more limited idea of life than it needs to. For that reason, what I am about to say in this episode is going to make me sound like an absolute nutcase. But then again, most forward thinkers are considered nutcases when they're born hundreds of years too early. <laughs> the human definition of life is so narrow that human beings, for the most part, do not actually realize that minerals are alive. They are living beings. Living beings means they have their own consciousness. 
Every rock is different. Some individual rocks have singular consciousness. Others are simply a consciousness fragment of the large vein or mountain or cluster where they were separated from. Some of these minerals are happy to be separated from their place of origin. Others are absolutely miserable when this happens. Some enjoy the process of being faceted. Others hate it. Most stones hate being dyed. A lot of stones want to be near certain stones and want to be far away from others. Something you gotta know is that minerals are very particular beings, especially about placement. <laughs> They're particular about how they want to be wrapped or if they want to be wrapped or worn at all. They're extremely communicative. And if you can hear and see beyond the normal range of perception, they are very loud about being put somewhere they don't want to be. Their penchant for communication is in fact why the majority of minerals that I share my space with are located in the one single room in my house. And yes, it is the loudest room in my house. Because these minerals possess no capacity for locomotion, they have to master the laws that govern our universe so as to get themselves from one place to another. And let me tell you what, minerals are masters at it. For example, and probably most especially, Lemurian crystals. Those little beings know exactly where they want to be and who they want to be with, and they will get away from things they don't want to be near faster than you can blink. So don't be surprised if your little mineral friends continue to get lost over and over again if they're in the process of manifesting themselves into one place or another. Because minerals are living beings, there are serious ethics to be considered when it comes to the harvesting of rocks. Ethics when it comes to things like grinding them into powders or placing them somewhere where they're isolated. And the more aware you become, the more you need to be attuned to this. Many people who perceive themselves to be in spiritual attunement are totally not in attunement with minerals. I realize this every time I walk into a New Age shop. So many people have zero attunement to the amount of suffering that these beings have being separated away from their original uh, locations, from the countries of origin, from the clusters they come from, even placed in cases not near crystals or other stones they want to be near. Serious amounts of suffering, and these owners of these New Age shops and shoppers are walking around as if nothing is out of place. Look, many stones are meant to be left in the earth and in caves where they were formed. They're playing a critical role for Earth itself, and we deny them and the Earth this role by taking them. Like I said, we need to develop the capacity to actually communicate with gems and minerals, and yes, this is actually possible, so as to understand which ones are actually wanting and willing to participate with people and which ones need to be left where they are. Now, a good example of this I have is Hawaii. I have never met a stone or a mineral being from Hawaii that wants to leave the islands, like in a big, big way. Now, if on the off chance there ever was one, it would have to have a damn good reason to want to not be there, and most likely would also want to return after that reason was fulfilled. Another example is that many people love stones like angel aura and tangerine aura and aqua aura, because they're undeniably beautiful, right? And what if I told you that this practice of how we are actually creating these stones is extremely unethical? These stones are put in a vacuum chamber. They're heated to 871 degrees Celsius. Just so you want to know what that is, that's 1,600 degrees Fahrenheit. In this vacuum, metal vapor is added to the chamber. 
The metal atoms fuse to the crystal's surface, which gives the crystal this iridescent metallic sheen. Now, contrary to popular opinion that this enhances the stone, this process can actually kill a crystal. Most of them have to be rehabilitated afterwards, in fact, and distrust humans completely. Now, every single one of these stones that you may see in my little arsenal was not one that I purchased, specifically because supporting this process is unethical. The only reason I have them is because people have given them to me for rehabilitation. The gap between what people call spiritual and what people call scientific is closing, thank God. <laughs> because what this is going to allow for is the gifts of the mineral spirits and the gifts of mineral beings and the gifts of the element of minerals in general to actually facilitate the expansion of human consciousness, human technology, human healing, and what have you. It is pure science that each mineral contains a very specific crystalline structure and composition. Every mineral has a characteristic vibrational frequency, many of which are already measurable today on spectrophotometers. What you call the metaphysical properties of a given mineral are in fact a translation of the vibrational frequency of the specific mineral. Because of this, different minerals have different properties and different medicine to offer to those who wear it. To understand more about this, watch my video titled Crystals. Let me tell you about the mineral element for a minute, because this is going to help you a lot to understand what exactly to do with your spirit mineral. The mineral element carries the frequency of personal truth, gravity, foundation, solidity, durability, the unchanging, the manifested, personal power, steadiness, strength, personal energy, structure, and personal value to the larger system. It is this level of existence that is the mineral aspect of our personal evolution and development. Many aspects of life test our perseverance, solidity, personal truth, strength, value, and foundation. Your spirit mineral can be used in order to master this level of existence and personal growth. Your spirit mineral is the expression of your own essence. It is intact with the very medicine that you were meant to come here and bring to the earth itself. It is your stone of authenticity, as it were. Studying it will help you to know yourself. Using it will help you to amplify yourself. Having it around will ground you in your personal truth. It holds this frequency that is the most close to your personal truth, your foundation, your core, your personal power, your structure, your durability, and your strength. It holds the most similar frequency to that which is unchanging about you, your singular physical manifested existence and purpose for being here along with it. A better way of putting this is, it is the stone that holds the value that you hold the greater universe, and most especially in your singular incarnation. In indigenous cultures, everything in existence possesses a kind of medicine. The reason they call it medicine is that the specific frequency or energy or even physical properties of something assists the greater universe in some way. Now it is this type of assistance that we call medicine. For this reason, you, your medicine, and along with it this stone, is considered sacred. Here's an example of what I mean. If you possess extreme optimism, you are said to have citrine medicine. However, if you suffer from pessimism, you would benefit by citrine medicine. Although you are in the practice of complete integration, what this means is you are technically all things in existence. And so a person in their most ultimate form is a person who has the capacity to practice and have all medicine. This doesn't erase the fact that you still came as a singular embodiment 
you still came as a fragment of source consciousness, and therefore you are representing a very specific medicine to the greater universe at large. By integrating your spirit mineral and shadow totem mineral, you can reown your unique inborn medicine. This is self-actualization and expression, as opposed to lack of self-awareness and self-suppression. And integrating the medicine of your totem minerals means you can master and make use of the medicine that you are in need of in your life in general, or at a specific time in your life. Because a person's personality may not be an exact reflection, or even a very close reflection of their actual essence, it's pretty difficult for people to find their own spirit animal, spirit mineral, spirit plant, what have you. Also, if people have patterns of self-hate, they're most likely to feel resistance, actually, towards their own spirit mineral. Someone who sees, hears vibration, <laughs> sees and hears beyond the natural range of human perception, could just flat out tell you what your spirit mineral or spirit animal or spirit plant is, for that matter. Because it's no different than a conductor being able to hear that the exact pitch and tone of one instrument is the exact same as another instrument. You're able to, like, literally, and not in the mind's eye, literally hear and see it. However, that being said, I actually want to discourage you from going and finding one of these people, including myself. And this is why. People tend to not really own the truth of these special connections when the truth is handed to them from someone else. Because of this, assuming that you're not going to be one of those people that just picks a spirit mineral based on your ego because it's something you really want it to be for the sake of your own self-concept, it is much more powerful to find your spirit mineral in a journey work process, in a meditation process, in a process where you use maybe other medicines to help you with that, in dream states, because it is such a personal and intimate process. That being said, it would be beneficial if you operated with the understanding that you do not choose your spirit mineral. Your spirit mineral chooses you. It is simply a perfect vibrational match to your unique essence. Because your spirit mineral is a vibrational match to you, it will often show up in your life whether you take notice of it or not. Therefore, be in the state of observation. As long as you take care to not make your ego the one that informs you what your spirit mineral is for the sake of your own self-concept, you don't have to be passive about it. It is actually a vibrational law that if you ask a question, the answer must begin to come to you. Therefore, ask the question, what is my spirit mineral? And see what starts to happen in your life. Once you have found your spirit mineral, learn everything you can about it. What traits do you associate with this mineral? Discover the perspectives that other people and cultures have about the medicine that this mineral possesses. Spend time around this mineral. See into it. Feel into it. Listen to it. Come to understand it. Meditate with this mineral in mind. Take note of this mineral's weaknesses and see them in yourself. Take note of its strengths and find and express them in yourself. Surround yourself with things that remind you of this mineral and proudly represent this mineral. Do the same thing with your shadow mineral and your totem minerals. Own this medicine that you came in with and share this medicine with the world. The medicine that is inherent in your spirit mineral. Have a good week.